This is All Grid. Hosted by Animation Tanya. Wasn't it heartening to see so many listeners tune in to our first episode on Pocket Casts and Spotify Animesh? And to think of it, we had only planned it to be YouTube-driven initially. Yes, Tanya, I am glad about it too. Being channel agnostic has really worked for us. Now, speaking of Spotify, I swear by their song suggestions. Spot on every single time. It's like black magic. Well, and did you notice that they only get better the more you use them? It's not black magic, Animesh. It's a play on data that backs their amazing recommendation algorithm. If I start putting pennies in a jar for every time someone said data, the world would be out of jars. <laughs> Cannot argue that. The digital age we are in has made the collection of data absurdly efficient and we are able to draw insights out of it like never before. Wait, wait, without giving away anything else, you should go ahead and introduce our guest. who is here today to demystify the professional field of data and analytics for us. Today on the podcast, we have Nimish, who has a rich experience as an analytics and data consultant with several big names of the industry. Currently, he is a data and analytics manager at BCG, where he is actively involved in planning and executing digital transformation journeys for his clients. We sat and spoke to him about the challenges within the field, new shapes the industry is taking and what the future looks like hi nimesh how are you uh, hi danya hey hi guys um, hope you guys are doing well it's a good sunday morning afternoon now yeah we are glad to have you we are glad to have you and let us hope that this interview this episode becomes an experience for a good experience for us and you as well and you don't yep. get end up uh, getting irritated by our questions by the end of 30 35 minutes i hope my experience uh, you know uh, get you some value and some insights in the uh, analytics industry so yeah looking forward for it so uh, we are going to start with some easier questions uh, so now uh, looking at you and your profile a lot of us out there in business schools want to be in bcg boston consulting group where you are now if we could just start by uh, going through the path which brought you to this place right so yeah it has been a journey which i didn't um, foresee 10 years back that i'll be working in bcg though i always uh, aspired to be uh, to be working in a organization that drives change um but i i, I didn't imagine myself to be here right so in in the start so when i started um, as a mechanical engineer in college and got selected in uh, tata consulting services i uh, was uh, working as a developer there i got post posted in japan working for an investment banking firm uh, came back uh, joined a company called netscout systems and um, when i realized that i have uh, you know created a good foundation for me where i can work on technologies and i can understand technologies i thought what i need to really look into is in the business aspect of things how they work and that is when i joined um, my pg course and i am lucknow and um, when i passed out from there i realized that data is going to be something which is very critical in future data is not only a medium where we are talking about creation of application softwares but data is going to be used as a major fuel for any problem solving in a business organization so with that uh, approach i um, focused on analytics and i created 
sort of uh, or in fact i picked lot of courses which were heavy on analytics and that gave me a good credibility in my resume and i got campus place with mu sigma um there i worked uh, with couple of uh, pharmaceutical accounts uh, where we were working on the commercial marketing strategy for them uh, then i got a chance to work with the um, canta where we were working as a you know analytics consulting for couple of cpg uh, clients and then i got into bcg where i am working on um, multiple innovative products as well as i am trying to build a lot more unified technology platform where we can work on creating data products that help in you know digitizing bcg ip that is right, amazing so- and i think that's yeah that's a journey that all of us in fact got into the mba we want to figure out what is it that we want to do later you know once we are in the mba so that's a question that i have for you is that when you got into the mba did you go into it thinking that you'll go back to tech because you said that you figured out during the course that data is really important so what were the options that you were considering while you were in the mba right so um see for in any mba and over decades uh, there have been two profile that have been most sought after right one is investment banking another is management consulting and uh, no matter what uh, it's as good as you know um, young guy um, looking forward to marry a bollywood girl uh, in life right so when reality strikes you that is when you realize that what is best suited for you and when you get into an executive post graduate course you have to realize that what you have done in your life is the one that you cannot let go right so i have been a technologist entire my life before joining mba so that is something that i cannot ignore so i have to build my career on top of it right and that's my core strength i cannot just let go technology out of me and that's my strength and i need to build my career around it and that is why i saw what are the other complementary skills that are required um for me in a new role where technology is the core and rest of the things come in periphery and analytics was something which was best suited because i had to get um, you know uh, going with new skills that were business and related to uh, data understanding and bit of applied mathematics and that gave me a full fledged view of how analytics uh, role should come um, so to answer your question precisely uh, when i got into mba i did not think very keenly that i will be getting into analytics space but when i went there and after term 2 i realized yes that's a very promising space for me and this is the journey that i should take um the learning journey in fact to get a role in analytics so between term 1 and term 2 is somewhere i got my gyan i think we have time then animesh it is our term 2 is still going on <laughs> yeah i we don't know how long it will stretch out to the term 2 yeah. it's, uh, it's like we are stuck in a loop the same day every day and and i guess it's uh, sooner or better if you know your uh, destination it helps you in preparing yourself right so what you require from an mba is uh, very important because that is something which is very unique to you and only you can decide it for yourself it cannot be a cut copy paste from uh, anyone's career i think it is a trade off because the moment you decide you want to do this you start thinking what if it does not work out what if it does not work out so you want to be a generalist to do everything uh, like you 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 want to be functional in everything you don't want to be a specialist in one single thing that oh this is my speciality yes so um 
that's a old uh, confusion or a dilemma that always remains that whether you want to be jack of all trades and master of none but uh, there is always at least one core strength that you need to have and build your career on top of it yes one is your anchor and rest of the things complement that anchor so be a technologist and then project management people management business development all those things come as an complementary thing for your profile yes now uh, right, so, since you said uh, about technology how you saw that technology was changing things and we believe that we are living in the cusp of a time where the change is happening in front of us and a lot of things are happening so uh, now uh, cl- uh, clubbing this with the question that uh, the most popular uh, career choice in an mba is management consulting now 20 years ago the perception of the c- consultant is still the same i think in our heads we still have the same perception of that consultant now how do you compare it with the onset of technology where uh, decisions are being powered with data is a uh, traditional consulting ha- has changed when compared to uh, contemporary consulting right so um, that's a good question and a pretty interesting one as well so two decades back what you could have imagined that there is a prop that there's an organization that runs into a problem and um, a guy well dressed in a suit flies down to your head office and he comes across as a superman and he tries to solve all the things for you right and he charges a bomb for it but now point is the problem space has evolved so much and the way things are changing and the way different actors interact in the entire problem space it's very difficult for one person to be an expert of everything because the change is happening very frequently yes and the best way to solve a such a complex problem is using data because data is something that can only tell you what happened in the past how you can fix it in present and what will it take for you if you do certain actions how will it act in future right so that is a one only medium that is why people focus a lot on data that it gives you past present and future sense uh, of your problems so now what you can see is that management consultant is being um, supported by different functions be it a knowledge function be it a data analytics function be it a research function so that they are able to effectively solve the problems okay right so think of it in in a way that the core remains the management consulting philosophy where you bring a lot of frameworks you are trying to solve the problem break down the problem but it is empowered by data analytics so that it becomes a very much credible solution for your clients right and also what happens is when you are working on a certain problem it is very important for you to show your clients what is the right value generation out of it because it just cannot happen you give me a prescription and i follow it and there is no accountability with a new problem space more competitive world many more players coming in the market it is very important that who is the one who is looking into the future and is able to help us in getting the right value out of the problem right and the engagement styles are changing rather than having one fte billing we are looking at something where the change that is coming up the revenue gain that you are coming up do we get a percentage in that so the concept the structure of the entire engagement is changing the people are supported by lot more data functions out here and it is more and more accountable for a management consultant to solve the problem for their clients i think what you said was really interesting and 
uh, you know, the value of data has become unquestionable. I think, you know, all of us realize that now and it's regardless of the use case, right? It could be in the media industry, it could be in the research and development industry, finance industry, whatever you call it. And organizations have become, you know, tremendously data conscious. Yeah. But the, I think the problem is that we often believe, the organizations often believe in over-farming without knowing the exact intent of, you know, the transformation of the data that's going to finally take place. So can you tell us from your experience in Kantar and New Sigma that if there was a challenge that you saw in linking data transformation uh, to actual value generation? Right. So, um, see, one thing that we need to understand is problem don't exist in point in time. Yeah. Problems are continuous, like, you know, like this new virus, it keeps on changing its shape, form and size, the same way the problems also continuously evolve. And what is important is there has to be a strategic and a continuous mechanism in which you are in the habit of problem solving at the same time, measuring the effectiveness of your solution and then going back and solving the problem. Right. So there is a entire cycle where you are course correcting your solutions and coming back and measuring, identifying a new problem and continuously doing that. And that is where your data and technology comes together. You create a solution, then you, you know, democratize the solution using the right technology so that there is a single source of truth in the organization and people work on it. So now what happens is um, in the kind of work that is done, there is a lot of transformation journey that goes on. And when an organization signs up for such a journey, there have to be a lot more different things that also needs to be done, not only by problem solving, right? So if I imagine like if I'm trying to create a um, personalized marketing journey for a certain client, so it is not only the data and analytics function that you're setting up, there is a lot more change management that also needs to be effectively managed because people who are like brand managers, marketers in that organization need to adopt to those systems and they need to use it in their day-to-day decision-making. So that is where you are able to drive the change and bring out the right effectiveness of data and its solution in such a new space for them. So that is where I say um, it's a continuous journey. People have to adopt to the changes that are coming to them. And at the end, it is a cycle. It cannot be one way. You have to course correct yourself. That is, I think, very well said that, you know, everything is a cycle in the end. It's just taking new shapes and you have to adapt to it uh, for the time. So my next question is actually about the work that you do. I want to ask you something about data insights. And, you know, personally, I love to see the end results of any work that I do. And the nature of output of analytics is such that it is only as good as the action which is taken upon it, right? So as a data analytics manager at BCG, do you get visibility into how the insights generated by your team are being used by your clients? So um, see, technically, um, when we get involved in a certain project and it is applicable across the organization and the industry, right? Everyone has a role to play. So I am someone who is not involved in the entire end-to-end journey um in a certain case but in certain cases i am involved at the same time so uh, not in all the cases i get to see what i have done does it result in all but someone else is responsible to monitor it right so um, we come like you know imagine it as different doctors who come and operate on a certain patient 
and uh, someone is responsible to give anesthesia someone is responsible to just do a surgery someone is responsible for a post surgery recovery and all right so everyone has a role to play um having said that in today's um, you know uh, space what we see is there is an end to end engagement that is encouraged and one who is responsible as a engagement manager to start the engagement to fund it to sponsor it to talk to the stakeholders is the one who essentially drives it from start point to the end point so the monitoring is important who does it is not important and uh, the systems are created in such a way that whatever insights and actions you take are being measured and they are being monitored and if there is any issue then it goes back and it is solved again so nothing goes out of sight for anyone so you do get to see uh, what the whatever work you are doing in front of your laptop you i get to i get to i get to know the feedback if certain thing okay. doesn't come my neck is in the line i have to ensure it works okay okay now uh, one point which i wanted to ask you was uh, so we had a cso a chief sustainability officer of a big company in our campus as a guest speaker uh so this is the same question which i asked him why do you need a different sustainability department if somebody is marketing in marketing in your company they are supposed to follow sustainable marketing practices if they, somebody is in finance they are supposed to follow sustainable marketing practices so on and so forth similarly why do i need a different department in my company with analytics if i am in marketing there's marketing analytics if i am finance there's finance analytics so why does that function exist got it so um see depends how important or strategic is analytics to your organization number 1 if it is a topmost priority what i would require is that there is one central governance body that ensures that there are best practices and there are right projects that are identified in the organization which is anchored by this particular team okay. right that is why you need one team that is driving analytics in the entire organization and the way it works is in a kind of a matrix way where this particular um, team is working as a horizontal and the individual function that you are saying marketing finance operations hr they come as a vertical right and they cut across okay so that a person who is intersecting between the structure is the one who is responsible for driving it vertically and the central office is trying to drive it horizontally uh-huh. and trying to maintain best practices across all the functions so it's a matter of how strategically important it is for you and a central team ensures that you know finance is not left out then marketing or hr is not left out and create systems that are single source of truth it cannot happen that marketing is referring to a different revenue report and finance is referring to a different revenue report yes so someone reported 100 million as your revenue and someone reported 105 million as your revenue so not to have those sort of things it's better to have one source of truth now building on to this thought uh, can you tell me if i want to start today how should i go about building a career around analytics being an mba graduate being in an executive mba as you're saying as you were in as well and at the same time if i want to pursue marketing or operations or even consulting for that matter what is the competency which is expected which what is the minimum competency which is expected of great so um let's take one by one right so let's talk about first analytics okay so analytics is a sort of a space where you can think of it as an intersection of three basic skills mm-hmm. um applied mathematics 
uh, where you talk about different algorithm like regression clustering all those things then comes business sense uh, where we talk about how a business functions in terms of say marketing operations finance so that you have a basic knowledge of how these different divisions work um and then comes technology be it like your python r big data hadoop all those things so it's an intersection of all these things and uh, analytics professional will have uh, a sense of all these three elements in his uh, profile right and it's very important that you identify what is your anchor between these three things that i spoke and how you can complement the other two things like personally i always remain a kind of a person who uh, is technologist at the core and rest of the other things are my periphery okay right so you have to find out how you want to anchor yourself between these three uh, elements in analytics number 1 number 2 coming to your executive course i guess you are exposed to all the three elements okay right you will be taught basic mathematics as well in your different courses you will be talk you will be taken through different uh, functions like a marketing course operations course hr course finance course so that is helping you in understanding those uh subjects as well and technology is something that you will have to build at least to a certain level for a non tech person at least they understand what goes in what goes out right so there is an input there is an output there is a processing unit in between and how it works is something that is a basic that you should know um now comes to a very live role when it comes to your uh, professional um acceptance in industry right so what im- what is important is consulting as in general is an space which celebrates expertise right so consultants are known for being experts right so whenever you want to get into a consulting role it's important that you bring out certain expertise out for yourself be it analytics be it management specific be it anything right so you have to be an expert in something and i guess uh, through your courses you should identify your um inclination towards one subject and build on top of it have a good understanding of data um have lot of good soft skills because that will help you in understanding the problem statement as well as communicating the insights in the best way have a very good learning mindset where you are not dependent on some professor in life to come and teach you how the problem has to be broken but have a structured problem um solving uh, mindset where you can solve any problem given to your uh, given to you so it's important you solve the right pro- you solve the problems in a consistent in a structured way have the right soft skills for yourself as well as continue to learn if you are getting into this space your learning will never stop yes so you have to ensure you continuously update yourself no but uh, if i am going into marketing so what is the comp- minimum competency i need when it comes to data analytics do i need to make sense of the insights the data which comes from my table exactly so now good that you pick a very specific example and let's talk about say marketing mm-hmm. right so if you are in marketing and you are looking for yourself in analytics what is required is you need to understand application of analytics in marketing and let's say let's talk about take a example of personalized marketing again so you need to have a minimum competency where you can understand what the data is what are the key kpis in that data based on which how these kpis are affected by different drivers in the data right so if there is a certain consumer behavior you are saying what drives that consumer behavior and in the end what is required is you should be able to use the right technique and identify 
the story right from the results so yes. you may not be very proficient in uh, writing an algorithm but you should be very proficient in understanding the insights from the result so okay. that's a sort of a minimum expectation that you should have if you are getting into uh, a very domain specific analytics data is important kpis are important and you should be able to draw insights from the results okay and something that you mentioned was that you said uh, you have to identify what sort of analytics are you you know inclined towards so is that for you and you said that you uh, you know base your tech is the backbone and you analytics is uh, you know surrounding that so is that something that you figured out during the mba or was it something that you figured out once you started working having real time experience in your journey with new sigma after your mba and how does one go about it i basically from a so, personal point of view it depends when you get enlightened um I've, i i i got to understand myself little better uh, during a break so i thought that this is the best way for me and for me my uh, core strength was pretty obvious but i always suggest if you know your core strength don't leave it that's that's pretty important if you are a good sales person for example then continue to do business development for an analytics organization Oh, okay. Right, but don't leave the sales. That's a core strength of yours. You know, if you are thinking that you know, I'll just get away with the business development responsibility and I'll start developing algorithm. That may not be a justice for you. Yeah. Right. So keep your core strength with you and build around it. Yeah, I think that's that's very good advice. Um. So now, uh, we reach. uh the part of the podcast which is basically the heart of the piece uh we uh, are at a place where we want to talk about uh you know your professional decision making and we know that we've, we've gone through a very tough and long grind to reach where you are right now so uh we'd like you to tell us about a difficult decision that you made so far in your career uh which has sort of you know made you the person that you are today right so uh, i mean um, let me start it in a way that you know uh, joining is always joyful and parting is always painful right so whenever you are this uh, is uh, you know separating yourself from a certain activity or an individual it is always painful and it's a, always a difficult decision so when you are trying to um, close down a very favorite project of yours in between because it doesn't make sense anymore it's not relevant in the business context it's a very tough decision when you have to decide on someone's competency and say probably this is not the right place for him to work here anymore because his competency is different and this is not what we are looking for that is a very difficult situation um when you have to do a lot of appraisals and then you have to you know choose between two of your best people and you have to award you know this guy is a rated this guy is a minus and you have to decide among those are difficult situations so as a people manager you get into a lot of different uh, difficult situations as a project manager also you have to get into a lot of difficult situations and another is as a analytics person you have to get into a lot of you know uh, situations wherein you may be knowing that this is not the best of the solution but probably this is the right one at this time and you have to defend your not so good analysis also in front of a lot of stakeholders <laughs> what you said so, yeah. resonates at a level that when we do our case studies sometimes we tend to latch on to the solutions that this is the right <laughs> solution that this is how this company should go forward 
and i think that is something closing down a project is very uh, must be extremely painful exactly yeah, i think you need to exactly. detach you know the emotion out of it you have to keep those things separate and that can get pretty muddy i think times exactly i mean as a emotional quotient it has to be um very high empathy is always there that works and yeah. you, you always have to take these decisions it's a part and parcel of the game so the more difficult decisions you are taking in life you should understand the more uh wiser you are and more senior you are in your organization because easy decisions are done at a um level which is pretty easy to survive right now uh, we are running out of time so if uh, you have the stage for the next 1 minute if you get to tell us something interesting which you have been doing for the past few months uh, in your lockdown something which you are doing or your organization is doing a new skill you picked up or a new technology you are learning right so i cannot de- reveal all the details of my what we are doing in organization because we do lot of innovation stuff if i tell you i'll have to kill you <laughs> <laughs> but uh, jokes apart yeah one um, specific thing that we have help we have been helping our clients around with is how do we respond in uh, corona times so one is how do you best survive or sustain your business during these times and once um, uh, you know markets reopen and when there is a more um, normalcy which uh, comes into uh, the markets how you want to you know hit back in the market what can be your revival strategies what can be your um, those sort of things when it comes a u scenario v scenario w scenario that you keep on uh listening about so that is where we have worked a lot in past and then secondly we are working on a lot of uh, new technology solutions uh where we are trying to create lot more you know our organization ip into new uh, technology platforms so that it is available to our client as you know how i say it is you solve one problem in many places so that's why you require a sort of a product so that's where we are working on right now that sounds exciting yeah it sounds really exciting and um, i think very unfortunately at least for me we've reached the end of the podcast <laughs> because i have loved talking to you and i think animesh feels the same i speak for the both of us and uh, i think we definitely have uh, you know come out uh, knowing a lot more about data analytics and data is something which is around us and, and we know that it's being spoken off and worked on but we still don't understand the game that you know uh, happens inside the doors of the pcgs and the mckinseys and you know these corporations and that's that it's wonderful that you came and spoke to us and uh, you know spend some time of your weekend with us thank you so much <laughs> all pleasure and um, one last piece of thing that i would like to share is data is something that we continuously generate we are not aware of it and it is not limited to any big organization anymore that's why you see lot of startups uh, hitting in this space be it service industry be it a product industry um, data and analytics something which is a backbone for um, lot of companies in these times so yes uh, data is a new oil and uh, keep firing your engines on top of it thank you so much